Hi, book friends. This week, I chose the book Priest for Abby. The reason I chose this book for Abby is because I really wanted to see her sperm. I knew this was a genre she's not exactly comfortable with, and I wanted to see her thoughts, even though I have a feeling she won't love the book. For me, I was sitting there and I was like, I need to pray. I I do think like I was in the same boat as Abby there where it was like it it took it to the next level that I wasn't quite ready for in terms of the oils. I don't know how much I want to get into this, but like the oils, the anal, not my not my cup of tea right there. Why did we go there? Why did we go there? <laughs> looking forward to this well uh welcome to a very special episode of red wine reads i'm your host jenna miller and i'm here today with abby williams as we read uh the book priest by sierra simone and of course sierra marsh sierra marshall who uh picked this book for us is on here with us uh to also discuss priest so welcome everyone <laughs> yeah yeah thanks for having us and thanks for such a interesting recommendations Sierra. you're welcome you're welcome i knew you guys love it Mm mm-hmm that's one way of saying it (laughs) well all right before we start uh what are we drinking (laughs) i got a strawberry white claw a little schmiroff ice oh strawberry white claw schmiroff ice and then i have a blue nope i have a blueberry pancake sour pretty wild it's just been left in my fridge since we got the the bri- since my bridal shower. So this sure was a push outside of our comfort zone, but it was um, an interesting read to say the least. So uh, let's let's just dive right in. Like I said, this week we read Priest by Sierra Simone. So let's get to some quick facts before we get started. Uh, this book was published in 2015. It has received a 3.7 out of 5 on Goodreads. It is classified as erotic literature, aka smut. It became really famous on TikTok and kind of then exploded from there. It's described as taboo erotic romance about the intersections of faith, duty, sex, and love. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> a little bit about Sierra Simone. <laughs> she is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling former librarian. She lives in Kansas City and her other books include American Queen and A Misadventures of a Curvy Girl. 
from her, this is from her website. She loves writing dirtiest things she can think of. King Arthur, sparkling water, tarot, coffee, leggings, and learning new words daily. So she honestly sounds like someone who would be fun to hang out with, though I just can't fathom who is able to write romance like this. Like what kind of people are able to write romance like this? Well, let me just throw this comment in there. Actually, it's more of a question. Is this romance? I'd say yes, it is. I would I would say big fat no. It is. This is like the romance genre. Lust and love are very different. But in this case, it is both. Never once in this book was I like, they totally love each other. Yeah, no. No, absolute lust the entire time, up until their wedding day. I mean, your cup of tea, my cup of tea, you say potato, I say potato. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Before we get too far into this, uh, let's go over our main characters in our summary. So our main characters, uh, we just have two that I'm going to touch on. So we have Tyler. He is our priest in a small town. He is unusually hot and also is quite big, according to himself. So then we have Poppy Danforth, who is a high-end educated stripper who ends up coming to this small town and I can already feel myself blushing. I hate this. (laughs) I hate this so much. So yeah, we have Poppy. Here's my summary in uh, 12 points. So, Tyler first meets Poppy in a confessional booth. Tyler has sexual feelings toward Poppy. Tyler gives oral to Poppy in church after confession. Learn that Poppy is a stripper after she went to Ivy League school and grew up with rich parents and wanted to strike out on her own, so that's why she became a stripper. Tyler and Poppy strike up a secret sexual relationship. Lots of sex. Learn that Tyler's sister has uh, killed herself after being abused by a priest for years, and that Tyler then became a priest. More sex. Poppy's jealous ex finds out and threatens to release photos of them together. Tyler decides he wants to give up his priestly duties, but finds Poppy kissing her ex. Tyler wants to find Poppy again after he has returned to a normal life, and they live happily ever after. Slay. What the hell did we just read? <laughs> How, how, how did I do? You did great. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. A uh, fun little fun fact here is that Sierra, Abby, and I all went to the same Christian college. So <laughs> we're coming from a very interesting background here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God is right. She called us out. Oh, no. So let's start on a positive note. Uh, let's start with the things we liked. I will say that I did like the play on the taboo and I liked her kind of dealing with these hard topics like church abuse and like a little bit of a violent kink and I said in a weirdly polite way like she did it with a lot of consent a lot of um background a lot of polite nature and I thought I like I enjoyed that I think that that was important for what she was writing about to kind of really introduce those topics in a very ease into it way. So I will say that was, that was quite 
revolutionary in my opinion i thought she did a great job at that i don't know what you thought abby no i guess i guess when you put it like that i do agree like she she brought consent in it and i think a lot of the time there's even like a passage in the book where she like poppy says he treated me the same way outside of the bedroom that i wanted to be treated inside the bedroom sterling or whatever that she was with and uh she said that he didn't realize like that's not what i wanted you know just because i want it rough in the bedroom doesn't mean i want it rough in like real life like you can't treat me like that and so i think she kind of portrayed that in a really good light like just because some women like it a certain way in the bedroom doesn't give you a free pass to treat them that way you know in real life and outside of the bedroom so i think that like consent wise i I, i'm gonna be honest with you though that was the extent of what i liked about this book (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I'm so sorry, Sierra. Sierra, any thoughts to add to that? I'm not going to lie. I, this is my one of my favorite genres. I love smutty romances. Probably stems from the fact that I've been reading them for a lot longer and know personal friends who write them and have myself written them and different things like that. So for me, I like this whole thing as a whole, but also I like the touch of religious trauma along with finding your sexuality. I think it's really important to explore, especially for people who have grown up in the church and experience a lot of these same things, kind of like guilt towards how you should be living your life and how you express your sexuality. I think it's really important that books are written kind of touching on that subject because I feel like it is something that a lot of us experience having grown up in a religious background. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I wrote an entire article about this when I was living in New York and like, you know, what is that intersection of of sensuality, sexuality, and faith? Like, what can we do about this like internal guilt and this internal struggle that you have growing up in a Christian household and then seeing sex as this thing that's like untouchable and terrible and dark and like don't go there until you're married but then when you're married you should know exactly what to do and you should have a great time doing it. That disconnect has interested me for a very long time and exploring like the woman's power in her own sensuality and sexuality because I think that a lot of times we're kind of taught you're just a vehicle for the guy's pleasure. You might have a good time. Right. Maybe. (laughs) And you're like, okay, I guess. And so I think you do need, I wouldn't say books like this, but maybe for some people, but books that do explore that kind of power dynamic, that shift of like having a woman take ownership in her own sensuality and being like nope this is what I like this is what I'm going after and like Abby said it may be like that in the bedroom but also owning that like but I don't want to be treated like that outside right creating those boundaries creating that discussion with your partner of like what I like what we want to try and just like opening up that conversation so I think in a way this book kind of tackles that (laughs) So I I actually do agree with both of you. Here is my issue with it. It came across to me so disrespectful because there's absolutely a million percent room for religious people, whether you believe in premarital sex, whatever. There needs to be that conversation because there's so much guilt around premarital sex or even just 
want and desire. That needs to be had. Absolutely. Here's my thing. He wanted to have sex with her. Absolutely. Take her to your bedroom. Don't have it on the altar. Don't use the oil that you literally, like, I'm sorry, but I did not find that hot. I found it so disrespectful. I was so uncomfortable the entire time I was, because I was like, and then when he makes comments, like, I felt like God was there with me. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will say that that was rough for me. <laughs> and you guys both know this too. Like I myself am religious. So like, it just was like, oh man, there's one thing to break your vow, but to do it in a, in the confession booth, uh, it just, I, right off the bat, I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't sit right. And that's the thing, Sierra, I think I would like smutty. But this one just had that extra layer of, okay, cool. You could be super sexual, do all that, those naughty things, but maybe don't do it in the church. I think, I think what it is, is like, there's a very specific kink slash trope that this author was specifically geared towards. Not to say that this is a book for everyone. I just thought it would be interesting to dip your toes into something a little bit different. But I also completely understand that aspect of this is so not my cup of tea. This is so not my kink. But I will say it is a lot of other people's kink. See, that's crazy. It's it's broadening my view. And not necessarily of like desecrating, but I think the idea of being somewhere you shouldn't necessarily be with someone you shouldn't be with in these ex- extreme circumstances, which we all know would never happen. It's fantasy. It's fake. It's not happening in real life. It's romance. It is the epitome of the romance genre. And I think like that is more or less what this is touching on but understandable that those who read it who are extremely religious it might be a little extreme for you to like dip your toe in but I think that's why we have these conversations because there will be people who listen to our podcast who are feeling the same way as you but there will also be people who have like read romance novels and they're like I want to dip my toe into something else I want to get a little bit dirtier a little bit see but that's my thing that like it totally could have happened that entire plot the the forbidden fruit he can't he can't have sex he he is celibate that alone like him being alone in her house is like a oh my goodness you are not supposed to be there you know what I mean so just the fact that it was just destroying the sanctity of like their faith and their place of worship and like I get it some people really like that I just for me I was sitting there and I was like I need to pray I I do think like I was in the same boat as Abby there where it was like it it took it to the next level that I wasn't quite ready for in terms of the oils. I don't know how much I want to get into this, but like the oils, the anal, not my not my cup of tea right there. Why did we go there? Why did we go there? <laughs> Too descriptive. I hated that. But that's again, that's me. And then I will say the contradictory nature of his sister got abused by a priest and then getting into him not wanting to abuse this woman which he doesn't but having this conflicting narrative with himself of like she is discovering faith and trying to like find her own faith and then him like I feel like I'm violating that trust by starting this relationship with her that internal narrative really made me struggle to root for them (laughs) because I was like I, you know, like, I've been that person who's, like, trying to find a church and trying to find trust in a church, 
And that's really hard for me. And so I think that that struck a chord with me where I was like, that's why I didn't love rooting for them together. <laughs> I didn't like Sterling either. So I was like, I feel bad for Poppy. I was like, just get the fuck out of there. Just go somewhere else. <laughs> Both of these guys <laughs> don't deserve you. <laughs> but I do like understand that this is, I think that it's important to have these romance novels that push the bounds of like what you're comfortable with, because like it is something that other people are wanting to explore and are wanting to dive into. I also think the fact that she was Catholic and was able to make everything so descriptive made it that much more hurtful <laughs> to the to the religious community because you're like the communion will never be the same. But okay, and then this this is something obviously she brings up some really heavy stuff in this, which I'm going to be honest with you, I had no expectation of anything serious in these other than romance, right? So for our audience, hopefully they, they, they've read it before they listen to this, but uh, we're talking about, obviously, want and desire. That's a big one. We're talking about the abuse in the Catholic Church. We're talking about suicide. We're talking about all these things. I love when books talk about it. And especially when you're kind of not expecting it. You're like, oh, very interesting storyline. However, in this book, I was whiplash, man. He is down in between her legs, literally eating her out. And then all of a sudden, my sister, I found her in the garage. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? So much of that where it was just like hard turn. Like, let's go. Let's let's talk about it now. And so I think she could have probably done a bit of a better job being like, okay, let's slow into this because it's just, I was like hit with it. Especially all the stuff about Lizzie at first. I was like, oh, okay whoa yeah I, I yeah i would love to hear sierra's like thoughts on this because you are a romance reader you read a lot of this yeah where does sierra simone's writing fall inside of like the romance literature genre do people like her for more of the plot driven stuff or is are people finding her for more of like the kink orientation that she kind of takes so this isn't even her most popular series I just know it's one of her popular series. It is one of the pop more popular ones that is on TikTok that a lot of people have been talking about. She has another story. I think you brought it up earlier, American Queen. That's a whole series. I would say that one is probably a little bit more popular. If you're talking romance-wise, she's definitely not your dip your toe into the water. This is more like I threw you to the wolves. It's not the most violent, the most explicit that is out there, but it is, it is one of the more, what? It is, <laughs> it is some of the more explicit. So in that way, like, I understand how she is a lot, like, she is very kink based. So she does dabble in a lot of BDSM and power play. And so I think you see that in this, but I think throughout her books, the one constant is she also very much is keyed in on consent. I think her plots are very, it's less character driven. It's more story driven, kind of circumstantial what's going on. I don't feel like there's usually a ton of character development in her stories, which I think you guys can kind of see that there's not so much of that. I think the priest in this has the more character development considering it is his POV for the most part. But you know, like, 
I enjoy it. I really like her stuff. She is one of my favorite romance authors. I have read a lot of her books. But I will say this one, like I said, is very religious driven in a way that her other books aren't. They all have a, a little religious aspect. And I think that's just throwing in her her personal experience with Catholicism. And so this one was, I mean, yeah, I, I really did really make you guys work for it this time. All right. We, we got to We got to talk about this, though, because Jen and I were chatting about it a little bit. Uh-huh. You want to know the number number one thing that I actually hated about this book? Little Lamb. <laughs> Little Lamb. <laughs> Done. No. No. Absolutely not. She hates pet names. I hated all the names. In my in my review, I put call me old fashioned, call me whatever you want, call me vanilla, according to Tyler. I wouldn't personally love someone calling me slut and dirty whore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's actually some people's like real kinks. Like they love that. Yeah, which is fine. I'm not here to crash on your party. Please, by all means, if that's your deal, go hard into it. But I was like, I think why this book missed the mark so hard for me was I'm like, I am the person who loves a slow build. I love a story. I love them meeting doing whatever, and then getting into sex and, like, the dirty stuff. I'm all for it. Crescent City, for example, that was, like, we built up to it, and then it was, like, hot, and you're like, yeah, I like this. (laughs) But with this, we were going full oral 15 pages in, and I was like, I don't think I'm ready. And I think think for me, too, because... I, I don't know. I think we all enjoy a good steamy sex scene every once in a while, especially with a, a, a couple that we're rooting for. And I don't I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's all over TikTok. It ends with us with Colleen Hoover. Have both of you read it? No? Okay. Well, I'm just going to give you a little glimpse. There is one scene in it involving a stethoscope. That's all I need to say. And it is hot and it is steamy. And the reason I think so many people love it is because it's not throughout the whole book. And so obviously I know people who are in the like into the romance genre are reading it solely for that. They want the smut. But I think for me, I'm one of those people that I'm like, okay, I like it every once in a while. So then it feels like more special. I don't know. You know what I mean? I think the difference is there's people who read building romance novels and then there are people who read the romance novels, like you said, for the smut. And I think there are two very distinct type of genres within romance so there's really romantic romance and then there's ones that are just i want to be ravaged you know i mean don't yuck my yum i freaking love that stuff when i read if i'm going to read a romance i want there to be dirty dirty sex and i want them to say that i'm a dirty little slut but but that's just me That's the clip we're pulling right there. (laughs) That's just me. And everyone's a little bit different. And so, like, I just gave you one that was definitely not not the safest choice, which I thought would be really fun and interesting because now you see a totally different side of this romance genre. Because I know we have personally read a few that are so much different from this and now you're getting into ones where like this is the other side of romance and it is it is filthy 
Okay, so wait, Sierra, question for you though. Uh-huh. Are most romance novels, especially the smutty ones, do they use the C word a lot? And like, do people like it? Yes and yes. Girl, I was skipping over that word every single time I saw it. I was like, nope. <laughs> they use very explicit language. So like, like member, cock, like you name it, it's in there. It's dirty. It's filthy. It's a way to drive women's imagination, I suppose. Some people really do like that word and other people like really don't. It is like definitely a preference thing, but it, you'll see that a lot, I believe, in Sierra Simone's writing. Well, let me just paint you a picture. It's my lunch break. <laughs> I'm reading this book at work. <laughs> and a male coworker comes in like behind me and it's just like I swear to goodness the word cock was on it like 15 times just on that one page and I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) oh gotta go like yeah it's definitely a book you read by yourself in your house uh in uh, in public uh not next to your catholic boyfriend or actually fiance sorry yeah I (laughs) I read him a few passages and he was like what (laughs) in the world (laughs) is going on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will say, I will say, Sierra, I, I think this is a good telling moment of like, with romance, you should definitely build <laughs> to what you're, w- before you hop right into the deep end with this thing. Because I will say like, for people who are new to romance, like Abby and myself, who are pretty like novices of like, the extent that I had read of uh, of romance before starting this podcast was like divergent that was the hottest thing was like the kiss in divergent so like yeah we're starting off really slow uh and so then you get into you get into evie dunmore's like historical romance which gets a little bit more sexy and then you're like okay this is good and then i get into crescent city and like that's fantasy and that's fun and that's hot and then i you threw me birthday girl which that was another one that I think went too far too fast. <laughs> okay, imagine how I feel, Jenna. I haven't read any of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I will say for the listeners out there who have not read this, and maybe this is this is like piquing your interest. I don't know, Sierra, are there any others you would recommend that are maybe like a starter pack to Priest? <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, with being a fantasy reader... I'll start there. The Touch of Darkness series, I would say, is a really good lead into something like this. It still has some sex scenes, but that's not the predominant, I guess, focus. It is a romance novel, but it also is, it's a Persephone and Hades retelling kind of deal. And that kind of, it eases into like the sexual awakening of her and being her, she's Persephone, so she is technically like a maiden. It goes into it a little bit with more ease. And then I think as you read, and if you decide you really like that kind of stuff, you can then, I would say, move on to something like this. Or like any of her other books, I would say even, like I said, her American Queen, like, yes, it does have a lot of sex scenes in it, but also I think that one's a little bit more focused on the plot, but it does have a it does have a lot of sex scenes. I mean, Sierra Simone's just really well known for her very, very steamy, erotic scenes. I will say, for me, her writing is just not erotic. I think this is because I was so thrown off 
by like the aggressive nature of everything, which again, I do not want to yuck everyone's yum because that is not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying from personal experience, I would rather someone say, you're beautiful. Oh, I love you. This is fun. Like, I am, like, so the opposite of what Poppy wanted. And so, like, for me, it was just making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> this is not fun for me. I don't want you to make me cry when you, when I am giving you oral. Like, that is, like, not what I want. I'm like, are you okay? Are you good? You guys like fluff. You guys like a lot of fluff. I get that. Like I said, I'm I'm vanilla as vanilla can come. I am sweet. No choking for you? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I think that's where it lost me, uh, was the whole book. But what's the first page that lost me? <laughs> But what a fun read. I mean, now that you get to discuss it with your friends, it's fun to talk about. No, I'm like super happy we read it because like, again, would have never. I'm being serious here. I think we, Jenna and I need to read another one. I think you guys should read the A Touch of Darkness series. It would be really interesting because it is like a fantasy type of genre, but also because you get that plot. I just feel like morally I had too much wrong with the plot in this. That's fair. So it's like, I couldn't enjoy it. I was like, oh God. When I first read it, I was like, am I, am I terrible for actually really liking this? I was like, I think I need to go to confession now. But honestly, I always have had this thing where I've wanted to go to confession for forever. <laughs> On the point, I'm not Catholic. Well, Poppy wasn't Catholic when she went to confession, so. I just like confessing things. Also, nobody, nobody be confessing like Poppy was confessing. Oh, she was confessing. I just remember reading the scene where she finally admitted that the very first time she came to confession, she wasn't wearing underwear and she like was literally doing that. Yeah, that was just not what I was ready for when she was confessing. I was like, oh, that was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> but, well, this was fun. <laughs> Let's get into our final final ratings in case you have anything else you wanted to add to this conversation. I feel like this was a good little educational moment uh, for Abby and I from Sierra, so I think this was quite quite fun. When, uh, before recording this little inside look into the podcast, uh, Sierra was taking forever to try to get into here due to her uh, shoddy internet. But Abby and I were talking, we are like, we can't do this without her. Because this is so outside of what Abby and I read, so we can't provide that context. We can't provide that, like, who this book is written for. Because it's not written for us. We have we have determined that. Which is fine. That is totally fine. That's why you should read books that are completely outside of your comfort zone. So, you know what you like and you know what you don't. Yeah, but that's also what's hard is, like, my, my rating reflects my view on the book no one else is so like if you're into it you give it a five out of five okay i just am not i'm not there yes yeah so uh let, let's get into our final ratings i'm on the same page abby this is completely my review and i own i own that in my goodreads re review I pulled a little excerpt from, I did a long Goodreads review for this one, because uh, I really wanted to justify that this is not me bashing on this type of kink. Like, I don't want to be that person. Like, I it, I am not here to 
as Sierra said, Yakiriyama. This is what I felt reading it, and this is why I'm giving it what I'm giving it. So I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Fair. I just said, my first sentence was, I'm starting to think that contemporary smut is not for me. Like, historical fiction, fantasy, I think that's more where where I should be. But, who knows, maybe I just haven't found the right one yet. But I said, I'm... I'm too vanilla, as Tyler would say. I love a slow build to a satisfying finish. And then I did a little wink. I think this is just not what I'm into. And the sex was a little too aggressive for my old lady ass. I did find Tyler to be interesting, but Poppy felt like a character pulled straight from a porno. Everything about her seemed romanticized. I get it. It's fiction. But she did feel like she had zero depth to her. Like, she's smart. She went to Ivy League. She decided to like ditch that and she became a stripper so she knows what she's doing she also cares about people but she can also orgasm 15 times in one sitting go girl she girl bosses like like no other (laughs) she girl boss uh i lost it uh so yeah and i'm sorry but nobody be confessing like that So the plot itself was predictable. <laughs> I said the plot itself was predictable and the ending made me angry. I will give it props for tackling consent and the taboo that is Christian sex, so loved that. This is definitely someone's cup of tea, but it is not mine. So not to say it's a bad book, it's just not my speed. <laughs> Love. And that is actually one of the critiques that I think Steer Simone has gotten is that Poppy just does seem like she's the girl who can do everything, but then there's like no showing those traits in her character. So I think that was one of the big critiques that I had read on other reviews that people had done. Yeah, because I think if she had, if she had some sort of like, I don't know, fall from grace of like, give us something that makes her human, because she was not human. She was. Well, also, Jenna, you and I, in like every book that we've ever read, I think we always comment on character development. Like we loved this or we hated this. And so without character development, I think for us, it just kind of like falls flat. Which again, like Sierra said, and I kept reminding myself of this as we read, I'm like, these characters do not need development. Like this is not the point of this book. Right. But with Tyler being so interesting and being so dynamic and being like, you know, you're inside his head and he's wrestling with things and he's being an actual human, like yes, an over dramatic human, but still that you're getting that. I think that's why the Poppy character was so dramatically different. And that's why you kind of get pulled out of the story because you're like, right. Well, no, I don't, I don't relate to her on any level. <laughs> right. I, I can't get inside her head and I don't know what she's thinking. So I think that's why that one was like, even for me, as I'm reminding myself, it doesn't matter. Character development doesn't matter in this type of book. It still fell like flat for me. Right. Yeah. Abby? Jenna, you, you gave it a higher than I did. Sierra, I'm so sorry, girl. I gave it a one out of five. Hey, that's okay. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good. You don't have to apologize. Here's the thing. At least I finished it. I just wanted you to read it. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I'm like being a very genuine when I say this. My issues with it were because it was tackling really hard issues, but not actually. And like, it was just such a, I literally just felt like I was all over the place. One minute they're orgasming and then the next they're having the deepest conversation talking, tackling the sexual abuse of the Catholic Church. I was just like, oh my goodness, I what is happening? 
so that that's honestly really where it falls short for me and then obviously just like have your sex just maybe don't do it on the altar so that that was my main thing but i will say this conversation i feel like made me think about more things in the book that i actually did like really appreciate so i don't know maybe based on this conversation i'd go to a 1.5 out of 5 <laughs> whoa big change oh yeah totally sierra i'll get, i'll let you have one <laughs> I gave it a 3.5. Obviously not my favorite, but I do enjoy this genre. I do enjoy these types of books. I enjoy reading about BDSM, so your girl likes it. But I do understand that like Poppy is a really flat character. Don't really appreciate or love that. I would have loved like more perspective from her. I think that would have built her a little bit more as a character and Obviously, that's not what it's about, but getting into some of her background and like they're saying like that she's this Ivy League, this very smart woman. And I just would have liked to see a little bit more about that. I just feel like there's a lot that could have been said. But with that being said, I read this not to take in the context, but really just to enjoy myself and be like, oh, spicy and kind of live on the edge a little bit. And, no, and like, that's totally fine. Like, I think it's great that we can have these conversations and like kind of see where everyone's at and like, what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? It's just like, I think it really just depends on what you're used to reading. Because if you're like me and you've been reading somewhat smutty books since you were in middle school, I think you wouldn't be so surprised by this book. By the way, my study books did come from my school library, so if anyone wants to yell at me for my parents letting me read those, they didn't even know. But, you know, it is what it is. I think people will like it, people will hate it. It's not everyone's cup of tea, and I never have expected it to be. I thought it would just be a really interesting conversation to have, being that we all did go to a Christian university, and that we all have a little bit of stake in the game, so to speak. I think this is why I was so excited for this conversation, because it wasn't about the book per se. Like, it was about the conversation that I was excited about. I think it brings up a lot of interesting questions, and it brings up a lot of interesting concepts of, like, why do we read what we read, and what can you gain from reading different genres? What can you gain from immersing yourself in something that you're uncomfortable with and like digging into like these deeper questions which again smut's not really supposed to have make you do that and I like you fully understand that but I think when you start talking about it with other people that's when you start kind of questioning different things and so I think it's kind of interesting to hear from like a light medium and an experienced uh romance readers <laughs> so I think it's fun everyone definitely should try it Everyone should try this genre. Yeah, I agree. Yes, find what you like. But maybe not this one. Maybe not this one. This is like, you're rated R. I needed PG-13 first. No, this was like X. I mean, it's not as X as it could be. There are worse out there. So at least I didn't give you guys those. No, (laughs) I don't want it. Anyways, let's get into our pairings. So we like to end our show with a segment called Pairings, where we pick TV shows, movies, other books that might pair well with today's book. Sierra has already mentioned one, Touch of Darkness uh, book series, so we already have that one. But let's start with our drink. I chose just straight up whiskey because I feel like they're always drinking whiskey in this book. (laughs) Uh, Abby? Um, You're going to judge me, but it's fine. A good old glass of communion wine. (laughs) 
Oh my God, that's what I said. The blood of Jesus. <laughs> that's it. Or, I mean, if you're not into wine, some grape juice. <laughs> some bread and grape juice. Yeah, some glu- gluten-free wafer. <laughs> uh, TV show. This one's fun. So I did Dairy Girls, but I did a very specific part in Dairy Girls, which is Father Peter Conway, which is the hot priest that they all love. Uh, so I feel like that was fitting <laughs> with this. Love that. It is just young girls trying to come to terms with their sexuality through this uh, really hot priest. <laughs> Gotta love it. Can't say I've had that same thing happen to me, but... So I actually did the new HBO Max Gossip Girl. Yeah, just because, like, obviously it's very over-sexualized. They're going through a lot of sexual awakenings and it, all that good stuff, so... It was like, and also, that show also made me super uncomfortable. So there you go. Um, I chose season two of Fleabag because she does fall in love with a priest. <laughs> and she has sex with him as well. So I just thought it was fitting. And then there's this part in a, in a confessional that we love. Anyway. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, for a book, I I already mentioned it, but I'll do Birthday Girl because that's the only other smut that I have read that seems close to this. <laughs> this is my issue because I've never read anything like this, like quite literally ever in my life. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with the, the book that I feel like started it all, but didn't actually, just for me, The First Fifty Shades of Grey. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm absolutely cliche, but like we gotta we gotta read more of the genre so I have more to pick from. Okay, so she does another book and it's called Misadventures with a Professor. And so it is Misadventures with a Professor by Sierra Simone. See, I feel like that would be an interesting kink, the the professor trope. Like I think that would that'd be better than a priest. <laughs> movie <laughs> movie uh abby stole my thunder i was gonna say the 50 shades of gray so instead of that i will go with the other movie that also started my sexual awakening and that was magic mike oh okay absolutely yes so good i would i would pirate that movie i would go online and like try to pirate it so that my parents didn't know i like watched it on their hbo account <laughs> That is hilarious. Um, well, my movie is uh, very different than what the vibe we've been on. Uh, I took a specific thing that obviously is a huge deal in this book, abuse in the Catholic Church. You are not going to say spotlight. <laughs> I totally am. I totally am. Were you going to say that? No, but that's so funny. <laughs> Why would we not? It's such a good movie. Yeah, it's Spotlight. Honestly, that was such a good movie, and it did a really good job of talking about what was going on. So, um, I am going to choose Moulin Rouge again with like a little bit of that forbidden romance type of situation, kind of trying to keep it under wraps while everyone else is doing things around you. Um, so I think that kind of fits. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite movie of all time. It's so good. It is so good. Anyways. <laughs> well, that is our conversation on Priest. Woo! By Sarah Simone. What 
what a magical book and what a magical conversation that we just had. Wouldn't have wanted to take that journey with anybody else other than you two. Uh, me neither. <laughs> so this was way too fun. Um, please join us next month where everybody gets to actually pick their own books once again. So they are going to be so much more happy. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. If you want more book-related content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. Again, that's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t, at rwreadspodcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks all. Bye.